Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season, and so are we. I'm Tori Deal, and I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars Four is finally here, and this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and two-time People's Choice Award-winning podcast. Hello, everybody. We're scrubbing in. Hello. Happy Monday. I actually have some exciting news for you. Oh, what? I might. Uh, first of all, I'll tell you in a second, but I oh. want to hear about your week. What in the heck? You're going to give it a tease like that? I mean, it's nothing like groundbreaking, earth shattering, but I think it's just something you're going to be very excited about. No. Okay. Um. Well, I just can't believe it's only been a week since i last saw you because the day after i saw you i left for hawaii and then you've been gone i know but it's only been it's been a week like we always have but we also didn't talk we didn't talk (laughs) which (laughs) Which we never do like i looked at our last text message and it was from 
Monday, I think. Or I think that Tuesday. I think it was like the day after. But you know what's interesting is I fe- I felt like I've been talking about you a lot. And so I feel like I've been talking to you. Mm. Oh, yeah? Who yeah. have you been talking to me about? Who have you been talking to about me? Well, because your birthday's coming up. Oh. So been, we've been planning some things. It's weird. I, I noticed I didn't hear from any of my friends really <laughs> this week. So y'all are all doing some sneaky sneakers and things. No, not sneaky sneakers. I'm going to run everything by you. Actually, when I finish the podcast, I have a list of things I'm going to run by you. Um, a list of things. But it's funny because I knew that you were like kind of on vacation. And so I wanted to respect the fact that you maybe wanted to unplug, unwind and not, you know, tormented by my incessant text messages <laughs> well i wouldn't describe myself as tormented by your text messages but um i did go so we went to Kauai, which was my first time ever to the island because i've been to i think every other island except there and you know normally when i go on vacation and i feel like you feel the same way we go to like i get i go to like a hotel or resort and i kind of stay in that area yeah and don't really explore much like right. i'll stay in that area and then maybe i'll we'll go to dinner or something but we got an airbnb and we rented a car and we drove around that whole freaking island and did everything and it was so much fun like we went on these hikes where like some of the hikes my feet were like submerged in mud trying to get down like it was just so fun to be like I felt like a kid a kid you know wait I actually did think about you a lot this weekend because there was one po- photo that you posted on Instagram that was like of your butt oh yeah and it literally was the fo- <laughs> yeah Ethan's like uh-huh. <laughs> it was the photo like it kept popping up in red stars whenever he would open up his Instagram it was literally like your ass <laughs> and I was like Thank God this is my best friend. Because if this was anybody else's account, I'd be like, why is this chick keep popping up? Why does her butt keep popping up on your account? And he'd show me every time he opened it. It was just like back to you. I was like, why does it keep taking? It was so weird. And then it was sort of doing it to me, too. It's like our phone synced up or something. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really. Yeah. Well, that's funny. Yeah. So I feel like I had a lot of Becca in my week without having Becca in my Becca's week. butt. Becca's butt and birthday. Becca's button birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was so fun. Like I it was one of those things like trips where I, I could write like a travel guide because I want everyone to be able to experience. You should. But it was hard. I mean, it's like that island is so beautiful because it's they make it it's difficult to get to the beautiful spot. So you really have to work for the beauty. But it was interesting because I had so many moments on this trip where they were like this symbolism of, I guess, getting through the hard part to reach like the beautiful part. You know, I had that on like several of the hikes where it was like muddy and slippery and like I was like falling on my butt and like my shoes were covered in mud and using my hands and being like, is this dangerous? Like, and then it was like, we're, we're down here. We're not turning back because we have to get to the waterfall, you know? And then we see the waterfall and it's like, oh my gosh, we did it. Like, it's so worth it. Even though we're all like probably have a thousand bug bites and could have gotten injured. Um, And then like at one point I was, I posted on my Instagram this morning, but I was standing outside by myself in the morning and it started raining. And I was, it was like on the island where we were, it was, it would rain on and off like the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm just going to stand here because it'll be over in like two seconds. And I turned around and it was like a full rainbow that's so pretty I've never seen one that was like full like that it was the coolest thing and it was like another moment of like sometimes when you're just like standing there you're like 
getting through the in rain. the storm in the storm, which is such a cliche. You know, the rainbow comes after the rain. No, you know they say storms don't last forever. <laughs> they don't. Donnie is like a walking Home Goods, like you know the section Not of Home, home Goods. Hallmark. <laughs> no, you know Home Goods has like those random signs that have like just sayings like that, like family, live, laugh, love. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, things like that. Yeah, yeah. that's you. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. Live, laugh, love. But anyways, it was super fun. I had a really great time. And I got back super late last night and back to L.A. And I was laying in bed and there were helicopters and planes flying over the house. And I was like, back, back home. Peaceful, <laughs> peaceful town over yeah. here. How was your week? Um, my week was really good. Again, I was doing some some birthday planning, which we will discuss after the podcast. And oh, full, by the way, we've planned your full birthday without you. <laughs> and, then, and this morning I checked in with uh, with them and I was like, has anybody run this by Becca? And <laughs> Everyone's like, nope. And so I said, I'll do it after the podcast today. Well, as most of my friends probably know, that's probably my ideal situation is that I don't have to plan anything. Yeah. yeah. So I have a whole list of things that we will discuss post podcast. Okay. So that's what you did all week. <laughs> yeah, I did that all week. Uh, I definitely, I saw your, your butt pop up a lot on my boyfriend's yes. phone. That was really fun. <laughs> like, honestly, it was hilarious. <laughs> Because I kept thinking, what if it was like that on the, the day where Instagram shut down and you just had, I had, that's what it was like. <laughs> it was like, it literally, every time he opened his Instagram, I was like, Becca's ass. And I, and, and he, for the first couple of times, he didn't say anything to me, but then he showed me, he was just like, I don't know why, but every time I open my phone, it's this photo of Becca. And I was just like, if that were any other person he was following, I would have been like unfollow or no. like kind of, I don't know. I probably would have had a different reaction, but I was just laughing at it. But I was like, thank God it's Becca. Yeah. Anywho. PTL. Yeah. So um, I did that this week and uh, I get I wanted to go to the pumpkin patch this weekend, but it was 90 million degrees. So decided to table that for a more festive fall yeah. day. <laughs> um, but I did something really exciting. that I think you're going to be proud of what I made my first TikTok. <gasps> what? Mm -hmm. Is it all is it up? Oh, yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> It's up. It's live. It is there. And uh, so, you know, <laughs> are you proud? Are you excited? I'm so proud and excited. I'm Thank trying you. to get to it to watch Thank you it. so much. So I've been on, I've had a, a TikTok account because I go on and I like watch other people's videos, but I've never created any of my own. Let me hit that follow. Oh, back. wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. I followed you. So... So I was, I went on a hike with, oh, she's Becca's watching her right now. Yeah. So basically it's just a video of me on my cramps on day two of my well, period. I, we had this conversation because I was like, Tanya, you do not have to be on TikTok and dance. Like right. I like to do trends and like, if it's a dance I can learn, that's fun. But like you literally have so many nuggets of wisdom about periods or whatever that you could have a series on TikTok. Okay, so I went on a hike this weekend with Charlie Puth and he was talking to me about how TikTok. <laughs> yeah, he loves he TikTok. He loves TikTok. <laughs> and he's like, you, he, he uh, texted me the other day and he was just like, your stuff that you do on Instagram would be so good on TikTok. You know, like that's such a good place for the advice you give and the things that you do. And so anyways, when we were on this hike, he was really amping me up on TikTok. 
to the point where I was like, yeah, like I was just getting like so into it. And he was like showing me how to make the videos. Cause I was like, oh, every time I watch Becca do it, it's just so much work and it seems really hard. And I don't oh know how to. God. No, it's not. I did it effortlessly the last one we did together like sync up your dance moves to the words and like oh and he was like tanya it's so easy and so he's fully like showing me how to do my own videos the drafts are hilarious that we have but anyway so he got me all amped up and so i was all amped to like do you know and so he checked in on me the next day and he's like have you done your first tiktok and i was like no i'm a cramp on my period i'm like just don't want to do anything right he goes that's the perfect one to start i filmed my my heating pad Mm -hmm. and my crampy day and posted it and it was so fun now all my videos that i'm getting are like period stuff yeah yeah which i enjoy i love the curated content like and 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 you can like duet them and you'd be like oh my gosh yeah yeah, he talked to me about the duet it seems a little advanced for me i'm gonna i'm gonna play with my my basics for right now but i feel alive i feel (laughs) reinvigorated um i'm just excited to make my next one already I'm going to make one today. What is it going to be? You know, I don't know. I'm just going to see what comes to me <laughs> yeah. at the moment. And that's the beauty of TikTok. You know, it's just, it's not, it's just organic. Yeah. Yeah. It's not very curated. It's no. Just, yeah. Just life. I have a question. So Charlie Puth says, wow, that stuff you're doing on Instagram, that would be really great on TikTok. Why? Why is it better on TikTok than on Instagram? Isn't it a social post? Isn't it out there? Why is TikTok better for that? Um. So I guess like the community in TikTok is just way more kind of like unvarnished. So I feel like I post a lot where I don't have makeup on. I try not to use filters. And I think Instagram is supposed to be a little bit, uh, Instagram is more, a little bit more polished. People have, you know what I mean? Like it's more curated in no sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Also TikTok, one thing that like really does well on there is like a series, like people who are niche, like topic where people are like, if Tanya did like, videos that talked about period and her menstrual phase and everything like people are very intrigued by specific topics like that so if she did multiple videos and people found her and kept seeing these videos they'd be like oh this is really interesting about women's health I'm going to start following her so I can get more of that yeah like I got a video on my feed I don't know if this is TMI for the podcast but I got a video that showed me where how a woman gets wet like where those glands are in our in our anatomy (laughs) <laughs> they just <laughs> did it say how to produce this effect because <laughs> I've been working on that that was that was not in the TikTok <laughs> this was just like straight up a video of where they are kind of like in the actual body and I was like wow I never knew that before thank you TikTok I'm already learning in day one of my ventures so you know Tanya takes TikTok Day two, and I'm really, I just feel alive. This bodes well for me. Yeah, I thought you'd be happy about this news. I'm so excited because so I have this girl that's helping me with, um, well, mostly TikTok and just like being like, hey, here's a trend, do this. And she'll always be like, do this with Tanya. And I'm like, it's like pulling teeth trying to do a TikTok with Tanya. No, but- guess what? I understood the assignment. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Now she's no, going to be... Yeah, yeah. Just, it's going to be like three weeks late, Tanya using like trends. <laughs> oh, that song's not it anymore? I no, just no, saw no, a bunch yesterday. Yeah, no, that's Okay, funny. okay. I was just kidding. Um, yeah, Charlie Puth is very good at TikTok. You should actually post some of the drafts with Charlie because those would do actually, very well. It's so funny because the things he was saying were so funny. He was like... 
I'm Tanya Rad, and I'm going to help you make a modern woman zucchini bread because he was just like showing me how to do it. Do you know what I mean? It was so funny, but the video is just so bad. And we just came back from a hike and the video is like half of my face. Well, that's how you FaceTime. What? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, <laughs> It'd be like um, getting to FaceTime with you. Exactly. <laughs> so that was really um, a highlight of of my weekend. And I just have this like new reinvigoration of of life. You have content creation. You have content creation. Because I do think that like I do like on on uh, TikTok, nobody uses filters. And I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's not really it's kind of made to be in the moment, not overly. Um, it's weird because we come from it when I started um, like after The Bachelor, when I started posting and have had a following on Instagram I felt like everything had to look and be perfect. Like I look back at some of the photos that I would like facetune and edit and I'm like, in what way did I think that anyone really thought my skin looked that flawless and smooth? Like there was this sense of like needing everything to be like super edited and perfect for a long time. And it was kind of this like glamorizing life app. And it still is that way a lot. And I think some of the Instagram filters are I think problematic because I'll put one of the ones on there that like changes my features. It'll like make my nose smaller, my lips bigger, my eyelashes like done. And I, and then I'll like hit the X and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's so cruel. Like, why are we doing this to ourselves? And but yeah, there's this thought that it has to be like perfectly curated. I remember when I wanted to start doing my, my Modern Woman Monday shout outs. I was like, I can't do it because... I don't know how to edit video and I don't know how to put over like a cool text over it. I don't know how to do all this stuff. And then I started like doing it rogue. I was like, it's not about making it perfect. It's just about the what I want to say. So I just, you know, I look like this. Well, I, I saw a post the other day and so a girl was talking about how um, she was saying how filters are so damaging to our self-esteem and how same reaction of like you take the filter off, like you go through filters and then the filter comes off and you're like, Oh, you know, like you're almost like, that's what I look like when the filters are not realistic. Um, like the skin smoothing and everything. But I, she was saying like, I'm not saying I'll never use a filter again. I'm not saying that I judge anyone who uses a filter. I'm just saying like for me personally, like I realized that I was, upset with how I looked when I took the filter off. And I, I had never felt like that until these filters were made and created. Um, and so I always think about that, though. I always think, like, I'm 32, about to be 33, and I'm pretty confident in who I am and what I look like. And I still struggle with, like, when I see those filters or I'm having a bad day or <clears throat> on my period. And I'm like, Ugh, like, I wish I had this, this and this. And I think these young girls who are on Instagram seeing that and those like expectations of what our nose is supposed to look like and what our lips are supposed to look like. It's impossible. Uh, it's so <laughs> like, Mark, no, I, I I'm so curious with you having two younger girls. Like, do they talk like it? And, and I also think this younger generation because and I don't know if it's a TikTok thing and the younger people who are like so popular on TikTok are so confident about who they are and they're body positive and don't try to you know use too many filters so maybe it'll change I don't know 
I think it cuts both ways. I think I see both things. I think I see those filters. I think I see my youngest wears a lot of makeup. She does that shiny eye thing that seems to be very popular right now. I see a lot of that with her. <laughs> What's the shiny eye thing? I don't know. The, I, like, see it, I see it a lot strip. of places. Yeah, but yeah. it seems like it's on the inside too. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. On yeah, your yeah. nose side, it's a little oh, shine. Oh, makeup. Yeah. So uh, she does that. And, and, and that bothers me because they're perfect and they don't need that. But that's just kind of dad perspective. And so I, I get that that's not really pertinent to the discussion and they can do what they want to do. But yeah, the other side of that is the body positivity thing. That, like, that my kids, if you refer to, like, if you're trying to tell them about someone, like, no, you know that, that, that guy that was up during the show tonight? There are so few ways that you can describe that person that is acceptable. You cannot say, you know, that, you know, that, that heavy kid. Nope, 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 nope. That's not allowed. You're going to get heck for that. You can't say, um, you can maybe describe their hair color or what they're wearing. But beyond that, you can't go anywhere. You can't go uh, to their ethnicity. You can't go to how they looked. You can't go to their weight. You can't go to anything else, which is great. I think that's a very positive thing. Yeah. It's just so accepting. Side note, sorry for a little diversion. Friday night, we did a show at Allie's school and a bunch of kids performed and she was in a couple of the shows and a, a young boy comes up there and performed the Aladdin song, Proud of Your Boy. But he prefaced it by dedicating it to his mother mm-hmm. and saying, and, it, and not saying this specifically, but it was clear to all of us that he was transgender. Mm-hmm. And for a young transgender boy to sing Proud of Your Boy to his mother, who's in the audience and dedicated to her for how supportive she is being. I mean, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. It was really a beautiful, beautiful moment. But yeah. that just goes to the accepting nature of Gen Z and how I think that's great. Sorry, that took us off track. But you can get us back. No, uh, no, I was just saying, I think it's I I only know what my experience has been. And, and I've been in my mid to t- late 20s dealing with this. And I feel like I have the confidence and awareness of who I am to navigate it. But I'm thinking if I was in high school dealing with this, how challenging it would be. And as a parent to see your kids and not knowing like, where do you step in or like, where, where's the boundary of like knowing how to navigate that, like the insecurities and whatever. But I do think Gen Z is going to be way more accepting and Mm -hmm. kind to people who for so long have been considered different in this world and made people feel accepted in every capacity. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to like call and make a doctor's appointment by themselves, but I do think that. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's always the joke. Like <laughs> the kids like on TikTok, they'll be like at rallies, like saying these like profound things and they're like, but I'm scared to call and make my own doctor's appointment. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's funny. You can't like, like with diet and stuff, you can't say to them, it's hard to say to them, no, you can't, you should not eat cheeseburgers and French fries every day of your life. Well, why not? Well, you can't say because you'll get fat because body positivity. So you have to say because it's unhealthy, which is also true. But it's a, I feel like there are a lot of landmines when you're talking to teenagers today, which you don't mean to be insensitive. Mm -hmm. You're trying to be helpful. Well, Well, let me tell you about a burger that I went (laughs) to downtown last night because wow. Yeah, what was it? It was it's called Hi Ho Burger. It's here in LA and I did this, you know, again, that was day two of my period and cramping mm-hmm. and I wanted my I wanted the best burger in LA. And I got an overwhelming response t- for two places and that was one of them. Burgers Never Say Die. Burgers Never Say Die was the first one and then Hi Ho was the second one. And so we went to Hi Ho, got a burger and 
Mm. That meat looked a little thick for me. No, no, it was thin. Really? Yeah, because I got a double. I got a double, oh, double patty. Okay, I'm I'm down to try that because I was like, I love a good burger, but that. Mm. And the fries are double done, double fried. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's yeah. intriguing. I don't even know what that looks exactly. like. Exactly, <laughs> I can send you a photo. It was delicious. This reminds me of a conversation I need to have with Easton about what a burger. <laughs> wow. And your disappointing review on it. What happened? What did you get? I went to Whataburger in, in Lakeway, Texas, and I rolled up to the drive-thru and I said, I'm from California. I've never really had a Whataburger before. What do I get? Mm. And the guy was very nice. He was very helpful, very patient with me. <laughs> and he, he told me to get the Pico de Gallo burger, which had a some spice. I'm somewhat of a heat seeker. So I appreciated that. Okay. And, uh, and then I got like just a regular, like double Whataburger with cheese and, um, and some fries. And then I go and eat it and it, it tasted to me like a slightly elevated Burger King, Burger King. Yes. Which is not usually ranked very high. I, I was a Whopper guy back in the day, but they've fallen off. Me too. I used to love a Whopper. Oh my God. But Becky, this is something that will disappoint you. I, I posted about the Whataburger and I got flooded with DMs from people saying, do not get burgers from Whataburger. You did it wrong. Their burgers are not good. This is from Texans and, and Americans alike all over the land saying, don't get the burgers. What do you get there? Cheeseburger or I chicken mean- tenders? This, and this is the part that <laughs> truly maddened me. What did she say? Cheeseburger. I meant to say, I meant to say grilled cheese. Everyone's like, you got to get the honey butter chicken biscuit at Whataburger, which threw me off. And then they're like, but here's the thing. They only sell that from 11 p.m. to 8 a.m. Oh, so it's like a drunken snack. This feels like a troll's riddle or something. Like I have to get it before the next full moon. <laughs> like You know. So I didn't get that, but I don't know. I'm so baffled by this because like I love a number seven mustard pickle lettuce only with fries and a Dr. Pepper. And that's a single cheeseburger and it is so delicious to me. I don't know what these people are talking about. I think they're wrong. I think they are rude. And (laughs) do you like it better than in and out? It's just different for me because I, it's like a different style. Like it's, that's like greasy, like late night, you know, burger food. And then I think of In-N-Out. In-N-Out's like refined to me. (laughs) Like it's always like very crisp. Like the lettuce is like always very crunchy and fresh. In-N-Out has literally created this empire by making a burger and fries. Like they know what they're doing. They use the right, what? They use the right ingredients. In and out is like fast food. But you eat, you even eat in and out. Yeah, not not trashing it, but it's not like fine dining. For fast food, it kind of is. <laughs> I mean, it's it, they use very fresh ingredients, which yeah. is rare in fast food. I think Whataburger uses frozen beef. I don't know that for sure. I don't want to trash Whataburger, but like, I mean, wow. I love McDonald's hamburgers too. So I guess I'm not like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, do you want to know something that we did this week that I thought was like super cute and fun? Um, we went out to, we just had a date night. We went out to dinner and we couldn't decide whether we wanted. So we usually order like a salad that we share and an appetizer that we share. And then we order like one main, you know, we just share it all. Oh my God. It's a little too cute for me, but okay. Continue. 
uh, it's like everything for me because well we just eat the, we like to eat the same so it's like why not get more things than just have one each you know what i mean so and you get a bunch and you all just eat each eat bites we just share everything yeah. yeah um but we couldn't decide for our main if we wanted to order a fish or if we wanted to have beef so we told the waiter to to just surprise us and bring out one or the other and it was kind of fun like i've never done that before we were just like we can't decide. We both really want both. So you decide and bring it out for us. I was like, this is fun. And he was like, this is adorable. I'll be out with my selection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what exactly. do you bring? He brought the beef. Oh. oh, yeah. And he was like, I could tell that you guys want because I was like around my period time. And so I said, <laughs> you I could see the feral look in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> he could tell that I needed iron. Um, no, because I'd said it. I was like, you know, I always order fish, but I feel like because I'm around my period, I should get red meat. So I think that's kind of what you told him that the waiter. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. I love doing that. Like, like I, I've, I've never, never worked, done that. It was so fun. <laughs> I do it all the time. I've never worked in a restaurant and, and people that the proud heroes that work at restaurants, maybe they can sound off that they hate this, but like, I always, especially if I've never been to a place before, I love just saying like, bring me the most popular thing. Bring me your favorite thing. You know, like that kind of. I like to empower them to to make my choice. And I'm always happy about it. But like, what if you say their favorite thing and they love like mac and cheese, but mac and cheese gives you diarrhea. You got to give them a little direction, no? No, I, I have an iron stomach, Tanya. Oh, I, I, I can handle it. I anything. do too. I'm very proud of my iron stomach. Like the yeah. things I can handle, I'm like built different, you know? Also, wait a second. So you're sitting here talking to this poor waiter. Yeah. And he's like, hi, what can I get for y'all today? And you're like, well, I'm on my, I'm in my menstrual, <laughs> menstrual phase, phase. Yeah. and I'm having some <laughs> cramps and I'm craving some red beef, but what would you recommend? Okay. I don't talk like that. <laughs> so first of all, that's not what I said you, to the waiter. You do sometimes. It was more like, <laughs> it was more like Red Star and I were debating what to get and he really didn't care. He was up for anything. And so he put the ball in my court and I said, well, you know, I would always normally order the fish, but I'm in my menstrual phase and I should get the beef. <laughs> and the waiter was just sitting there. And so we were like, well, maybe we need to have another moment. And so then he let, and then I was like, wait, and then we brought him back and we said, we want you to decide. Well, he went home and was like, I had an interesting experience at work today. <laughs> Actually, he gave us a complimentary cheesecake. So I oh think he gosh, liked it. I love yeah. a cheesecake. Wow. He said, you. this girl's on her period. You want some dessert? <laughs> I have an idea for a restaurant. This is from a, a, a straight white man. So <laughs> tell me if this would fly. It's You go in and you tell them what phase of your menstrual cycle you're in. And they bring you food. Honestly, that would be epic. Epic. Like that would do well, right? I mean, it's what more than half the population would would be into that. I think. Yeah, and I think a lot of people want to eat based on their menstrual cycle. They just don't. It just seems overwhelming. And so, if this place just did it for you, <gasps> why stop there? Menstrual cycle. Here's my blood type. Here's my zodiac <laughs> sign. Here's what I'm rising. And <laughs> but the menstrual else. cycle thing is actually really smart because if people were more aware of that and ate according to what makes them feel good during that phase, it could be really smart. The only thing is. A lot of people don't know about that. So that's about you getting your TikTok to go viral, viral so you can right. share really tell and then mm -hmm. the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Step one. Um, Coming in hot. This feels like a beautiful place to take a break. 
And then, yeah, because we have to talk about Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy, Addison's Return, and Kravis. Adele's new. Oh. Oh, Courtney, Adele's new song, because that came out last week. Yeah. And you've listened to it, I'm assuming. Thousands yeah. of times. Yeah. But Kravis is engagement? Yeah. Yeah. The Kravis engagement. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They know the feeling, and their authenticity experts live for it. When that sneaker sole hits the court and hits you right in your soul. When catching a streetwear drop means everyone else is catching envy. When that watch seems to stop time, that handbag drops someone's jaw faster than they can say, I want one. And that shiny piece of jewelry puts you right in the spotlight. If that's the feeling you're after, satisfy that craving at eBay. That's where the thrill of the find meets that feeling of real. Go ahead. Type it in. Anything. Hit search and boom, you'll know when you find it. Let's call it a real scroll stopper. Right next to it, you'll see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee. That's how you know it's the real deal. And that's also how you know that eBay's got your back. They're making sure that authenticity is always in reach with real experts checking the things you love. Shop with confidence knowing that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is authentic through a hands-on, detailed inspection by real people who are real experts and love this stuff just as much as you do. Sneaker authenticators who make sure each pair is as authentic as it is fresh. Streetwear experts who know real head-to-toe. Handbag authenticators who've had a handle on all the details. Watch experts who know all of the watchouts and jewelry experts making sure that jaw-dropping piece is jaw-droppingly real. eBay's authenticity experts are on a mission to make sure when the thing you love arrives, it's as authentic as your style. All this to say, when you find it on eBay, you found it for real. So hit that buy it now button with confidence. And when it finally hits your doorstep, know that the only thing unreal is the moment you unbox it. Knowing it's authentic without a doubt, that's something you have to experience for yourself. At eBay, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're back. Um, Also, I wanted to congratulate Jack Vanek because she got engaged last week. Congrats, Jack. We love you. We love you. The ring is stunning. And he did it at um, his concert. Yeah. Which is so cute. And it brought up the question for me. When you get proposed to, do you want it to be in front of people? Or do you want it to be private where no one else is around? You know, what's funny. That's what everybody was talking about with the Kravis engagement with Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker, because they did it on this beach. They did it in front of the Miramar Rosewood in Santa Barbara. And so all these people that are just like eating at the like beach bar and just witness watching the proposal, people are taking photos. So it's obviously very public. And one of our, my girlfriend, Sierra was just like, I don't want, I don't like that. But if that, I feel like that place has to be meaningful to them, which is why he did it there. I would imagine. It's not just like some random beach front. Yeah. I mean, they he could have found a private beach easily and right. done that without right. anyone around. So I agree. There had to be some, some sentimental value. Yeah. But did you answer my question? Oh. <laughs> um, it's it, I honestly I don't know. I think whichever whatever ways it happens, I think I'll love either way. I think I would like it to be private, but I also think I would like it to be public too. Not necessarily public, but around people. Mm-hmm. I could see you having a private where it's just y'all and then you show up and everyone's there to celebrate. Like for a party. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I think, I, you know, I hate doing anything like in front of people. So I definitely would want it to be private. private yeah. But I would love to celebrate with everyone after. But yeah, the thought of doing it with like strangers staring... How about on the Jumbotron at a sporting event? Ugh. That doesn't interest me much. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, that would be um, kind of a bummer. Like, I would never, like, if I if it was a person I want to marry, I'm going to say yes, no matter how it's done, because I would just be so excited. But that wouldn't be, like, my idea. If someone did that for me, then I'd be, like, questioning if they know me at all. Do you know me? On Jumbotron? Mm-hmm. I would I would love for you to get proposed on a jumbotron. Like, Nothing would make me happier. <laughs> what sport, though? I don't really like any, any of sport. Them. Lakers. He's a Laker guy. He's going to take you to the Laker game and propose on the big screen. Or you remember how cute you thought football was? Maybe at a football game. <laughs> you thought it was so cute. You know what's interesting? I was actually reading this story about this girl from Succession, uh, and she proposed to the guy that she just married. And I always think about that. It's a lot of pressure to think about that. Wait, someone else I was just reading about. Did Joshua Jackson's uh, fiance propose to him? You might be onto something. There was another couple. It might be Joshua Jackson, actually, where his wife proposed to him. Well, I think that works if you get to the point where you both know it's imminent. Then maybe that could work. But it's scary because he might be planning something spectacular. And then all of a sudden you kind of pull the rug, rug out from under him. Right. Yeah, she did propose to him, but oh. they had two they had two uh, proposals. So I guess she proposed and then or I don't know who did it first, but 
he said that she was very adamant about proposing to him. Um, but you know what I always think about is like, you know, how we always talk about how people will be in long, re- long term relationships. And then they're just like the, the girls like waiting for the proposal, waiting for the ring. And a lot of times we're like, oh, you know, if it hasn't happened, maybe it's, you know, time to walk away or whatever. What if the guy's just scared and the girl just said, I'm going to do that. What do we think the outcome would be? The girl just said, I'm going to propose. Yeah, like he's not doing it, but we're still together. And maybe he's scared. Like, I'm going to propose and like. Right. I don't know. It does seem like a lot of pressure. I have no idea. I don't know what the outcome would be. I feel like there's a lot of things that come into play with that. But I was watching this Netflix special and it's called Quarter Life Crisis. Actually, Ryan recommended it to me. Taylor Tomlinson. Taylor Tomlinson. And it's very funny because she talks about all of these things and she was engaged. She's not engaged anymore. But she was saying the minute she got that ring on her finger, she was like this thing in her head just went like boop, boop, mission completed. You know, like we all that's all we want in our life is like once you get that ring, it's like the hell gates of heaven have opened up and you're in this thing. And she's like and then I got engaged. I went to Target and I was holding my hand out and people would say, you know, do you need help finding the whatever? And she's like, no, I don't because I'm engaged. Somebody loves me. And like the way that she talks about it is so freaking funny because it is, it's this thing. I don't know. It's hard. And again, it's like, goes back to my whole thing about how as women, people only praise you and give you love. If you get engaged or you have a baby, we don't have these parties for women who are starting their businesses. We don't have all this stuff. So it's getting me back on my high horse of Got to get that on my TikTok. <laughs> well, start that on my TikTok. Okay, this brings up such a good topic because I've been thinking about this. Um, Tia from The Bachelor World, she said the other day she was talking about on her Instagram story, which I feel like this all the time. Like if you don't have a family, you don't have like, or if you're not, if you don't post about your love life, you don't have kids or you don't have like, I don't know what the other thing, you're not like under 21. Um, like you almost kind of feel like you don't really have like a, I feel like this a lot. Like, I don't really have a, I don't know what my thing is because when I was on the bachelor, that was my thing. And then as time went on and I distanced myself from that being my thing, it was like people cared about my love life. And then I posted about my love life. And now I'm in this place where I'm like, I could share my love life. And I would feel like I would have so much like support and love, but it's like, do I share my love life? For the sake of social media. No. That's you, what I'm saying. But you do it because you want to. I know. But like, I always joke around about like, what's my, like, I, you know, at a certain point, And I don't know if, I don't know if you ever feel like this. Because you start, you have built your career from something like very traditional of like being on the radio and then having a podcast. And now you're like popular on social media from doing like these very traditional things that like people have followed your career and stuff. Whereas mine came from this like very untraditional way of life, like going on the reality show. It was like thrown into my lap at a quick thing. And then it was like, does anyone care about anything else that I'm doing? But why do you care if anybody cares? That's well, the Because question. it's kind of my job for people to care about what my life is. You know, my social media presence is supposed to have like something that makes people care, whether I'm doing something that's like productive and helping people or 
my story, whatever that is, which I do have a really good story that I'm going to share one day. But like right now, it's like without taking that out of it, what is it that makes me interesting? Are you asking me that question? Or are you no, like that's like it? my question. It's like, what makes me interesting beyond like who I'm dating? There, there's so much. It's so, it, I, I just feel like, I think, I, I guess it's different maybe because you're looking at it from a job perspective. Like it's your job for people to care. But I think that's the biggest thing is like social media isn't real life. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not, but it, it's it, not, it's not who you are as a person. It's just an extension of just like posting fun things or talking to people about stuff, creating community. Like it's not that big of a thing. I know, but sometimes I, I, I like envy people who are just share their life on there because I'm like, wow, to just like be able to do that without any fear or like repercussions. Yeah, I'm but like, you of all people know, like sometimes you see a person that's known on social media for having a perfect family and the cutest kids and they do all this stuff and behind the scenes, they're yelling at their little ones to do better and smile bigger and it's not as pretty as it looks. So, you're we, right. You're right. Right. We know that it's not necessarily. And sometimes I look at people like that and it makes me kind of sad because I'm like these poor kids. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to have a balance, you know, like mm-hmm. also your social media is your Becca Tilly. It's not Becca Tilly and significant other Becca Tilly and family. It's just Becca Tilly. Like who, who's Becca Tilly? You're whoever you want to be. And who cares if people like it or don't? I do care if people like it. Well, that's what I think we need to get past. But Okay, but I think you're both right. Like, Becca, I see where you're coming from. What's your thing? Because your thing is kind of still Bachelor. Like, you're still kind of in the wake of The Bachelor and now this podcast. But Tanya's right in the sense that I do think your social media would be much bigger and more successful if you cared less what people think. Yeah. Because I do think that the ones that are just just no inhibitions, put it all out there, and and whatever you think of it, you think of it. That's more real, and it's going to attract more people and more detractors at the same time. It's a double-edged sword. Well, yeah. And I feel like I used to be way more open when I, I would just like talk to the camera and just like talk about random stuff. And somewhere along the way, I feel like I got, I don't know, somewhere along the way I got like distract or scared to do that. And I don't know where it happened or why it happened, but um, Yeah. I don't know if it's from if it's like all kind of centered around I shared everything to an extent where I was sharing it was this like false sense of reality of like sharing my relationship with Robert and posting photos like knowing that we weren't going to be together forever. But, you know, posting these like gorgeous photos that made people feel like they were invested in our relationship Mm. and then the disappointment of not having that and knowing that you know, sharing your relationship is what's going on behind the scenes. That makes sense. Feeling like you let people down would make you hesitant to do that again, not just yeah. relationships in everything. Yeah. And so, and then on top of that, you had the the fact that I, you know, am so scared to have a pick a side on anything. It's like, it's hard. But I I really resonated with Tia because she was saying, like, sometimes I feel like I'm in this in-between where I don't have. And she just recently shared her relationship and he's her boyfriend's so cute. But she was like, it's one thing to share my like my life, but it's different when someone else is involved. And I really resonated with that because it's like this in-between of like, I'm not married. I don't have a baby. What is my like 
niche thing. Like my job is kind of not traditional. I have the podcast, which I love, but it's that like, how much can you post about one thing? So I think it's just like a normal feeling like in my age group of, and I think people feel like this in real life, like outside of the social media world of like, I'm not engaged. Like I don't have kids. What am I, I'm supposed to have all these things at this age, according to society but I don't. And so I just want to let you know, if you're out there and you have that thought, like you're not alone in it. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that was, you know, for me too, I used to share every single thing about my dating life. Like if I, even if I went on a date and I like, you know, had diarrhea that night, I would like talk about it. And it's different now because, you know, my boyfriend is more private, but not in terms of like, he's more private and protective of his, of his children. And so I respect that boundary. And you know, as things get more comfortable and we, you know, are more comfortable in that space, I'm sure I'll share more, but it's like, you can set boundaries and you can kind of have that keep some things private. But I think if you're, if you are keeping things private just to keep them private and it's like eating you up inside, then that's not fun either. You know, I really feel eaten up inside about, and if anything, I feel eaten up inside because like that feel, I guess not even eaten up inside. I feel more like you know, there's so many people that are like, why are you so scared to share your relationship? It's like, there's two people in this relationship and I'm not the only one. And it's not all about me. And it's, it's also like, you know, there's, yeah, but you talk about it and you compromise. Like that's what what Red Star and I did. You know, he was like, your job is public. I'm super Mm -hmm. private. Let's talk about it. Let's, you know, like I love you and I love, I support you and I encourage you. And I, I think it's awesome that you're passionate about what you do. So let's find a happy medium. Yeah, I guess it's finding the happy medium. Communicating with your... And also, if you went all the way 100% open about your relationship, you're right. That does put a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. on that relationship because now people are invested (laughs) in it. And now you guys have to deal with that and and comments and all this other stuff that adds something to it that most relationships don't have to deal with. And that's not even fair. That's what my therapist said. She goes... Just so you know, like whenever you're ready, go for it. But just make sure that you're ready because once it's out there, you can't. It's like toothpaste. Like once it's out, you can't put it back in. Yeah, but you also can. You don't have to make that every single thing that you post. No, it's like a portion. It's it's like a portion of your life. I know. But what my experience has been is that you share a little and it's like more, more, more. And then there's like keeper. I know, but I feel pressure. You should feel empowered, not pressure. I like think I feel a good balance of both. I feel pressure and power. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, my whole point is to say, like you talking about everyone wants a ring. I, I don't think like that. I The ring, that that is not ever, I haven't never dreamed of like having the ring. And like once I have a ring, my life will be complete. But I know a lot of people feel that that sense of like where I'm at in my life by a certain age is supposed to look like this. And then when it doesn't, you almost feel like you're not doing something right. Yeah. You know, it's uh, so actually uh, one of my friends is going through the foster to adopt process. And she posted this thing on her Instagram the other day about friends, the, the characters from friends. So like Phoebe, Monica and Rachel and how the creators of friends gave each of them a non-traditional route to motherhood to show that not everything happens in this, you know, fairy tale traditional way of like becoming a mom, you know, like Monica and Chandler adopted and Rachel was a single mom, you mm-hmm. know, decided to have the baby alone. And um, Phoebe ha- was a surrogate mm-hmm. and had the had babies for her brother. And so I just think it's, it's, it's important to kind of, 
I think that we're coming so far from this like traditional route just in every aspect, you know, like with women and, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't buy a property on our own. Mm -hmm. We had to have a man's name. We couldn't even open a credit card. And so things are just shifting. Things are changing. People are having children later in life. People are having children in different ways. People Mm -hmm. are becoming step parents. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's just things are happening in a non-traditional way Mm -hmm. and it doesn't make it any less special or beautiful. It's just different and Mm -hmm. unique. Yeah. But I think it's just a good reminder to know that like no matter what age you're at, when you're looking around and things are happening for other people at a certain rate, that's not the same as yours. Don't let that make you feel like you're not doing something right because your path is going to look different than everybody else's. And that's okay. Yeah. My therapist was actually telling me that one of my biggest questions when I, when I go to therapy is, you know, but that that's not right. That's not how it should be. Right. And she goes, (laughs) it shouldn't be any way. It's your own relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, like you guys get to make it what you want. And I was like, Wow, you're so right. Like it's so you simple. You want to split entrees and appetizers and salads? Go for it. That's your thing. Right. Like we can do whatever we want, however we mm-hmm. want to. And there's something really like powerful about that. Well, our whole life is it should be this way. Yeah. We're, all we hear is like this should this is how it's supposed to go. It should look like this. And I think just in these last couple of years, there's this realization of like the shoulds are just suggestions. They're not like anything set in stone that you have to follow. They're just what's worked for people. And those thoughts have dominated what society, like what it's supposed to, our timelines are supposed to look like. But no, I agree. There's no shoulds. It's just. Yeah. I mean, I went through that phase in my 20s when all my girlfriends from college were getting married and having babies. And I was going to everybody else's bachelorette parties and in everybody else's weddings and throwing all the bridal showers. And I was just like, oh, like, you know, like <laughs> when almost like when's my turn? Mm-hmm. And I feel like in that phase when I was dating, I was just searching for a husband. I just wanted mm-hmm. that, too. And I think probably recently within the last few years, it shifted from finding a husband to actually doing life with somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. like I wanted a partner to live life with. Mm -hmm. I think there's something really powerful. I, 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 you know, I feel like I'm a modern woman and I can do my own thing and I am independent and I can carry my own. And I still feel that way, but I feel as though I feel stronger and more powerful with a partner that actually encourages me and loves me and I feel stronger having Mm -hmm. a partner you know Mm -hmm. and that's always what I've wanted and so I don't know there's something really it's like a different sense of relationship that I have now Mm -hmm. with Red Star Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think it's that you do that comparing and then at a certain age you go actually this is what I'm looking for and what you have found with Red Star is so much more than a boyfriend Yeah, You know, you found someone that you're doing life with and who respects you and loves you and shows you the same type of care that you show him. Yeah. And it's like kind of cool and interesting. It's not somebody that I would ever have thought, you know, and, you know, he's Jewish and I'm Christian. And so, you know, navigating the holidays and what that's going to look like. And it's exciting. You know, it's not doesn't have to be a certain, you know, I I went to Shabbat on Friday and it was so fun. And I love that, that Mm -hmm. um, tradition in the Jewish faith, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that's something that I think we want to do and and so it just kind of I don't know it's cool it's different yeah it is cool I'm really proud of you you've handled it's a lot and I Mm -hmm. think it's you've handled it in a way that's makes it seem exciting and not daunting because I think the differences especially in big topics like religion I mean yeah religion and uh culture 
can be very scary to some for me like growing up it was like you need to be in a relationship with someone who thinks and believes just like you right and I think we've both kind of experienced relationships that don't look like that and we've both been able to grow and appreciate someone else's religion and faith more because of it and opened our eyes to other people that see the world differently and believe differently which is really cool yeah um Oh, went heavy there for a minute. Speaking of religion, Adele released a new song. <laughs> um, how many times have you listened to Easy on Me? A lot. Like, a lot. I definitely say in the hundreds because the first day it came out, I listened to it on repeat for like the first two days. And then now I've I've put it into a side-by-side. So five days in total. And she's basically saying like, she's asking people, she... What I gathered from it, she's asking people, like, take it easy on me. Like, I was young. No, I think she's speaking to herself. Like, I want to like be compassionate on myself. To, yeah, yeah, like, be compassionate to myself. Yeah. It's a beautiful song, Adele. Congrats. Yeah, I can't wait for that album. Ooh, I am foaming at the mouth for that thing. That one or Red? Which one has you more foaming? Mm. Taylor's you know, version. I, I would say Adele hands down, but I'm really angsty over the vault songs from Red she released okay yeah so friday or whatever day adele song came out thursday or friday adele or taylor swift released the last track of like one of the vault tracks in red and it's literally just her speaking it's not even a song it's her speaking and saying you know like red is an album that came from a time when i was brokenhearted and basically talks about that Mm -hmm. it's like a breakup album even that i listened to like 10 times like a 25 second clip she has it it's a monologue at this point for tanya oh so you know i don't know it's just hard to say i'm so ready i need to go somewhere cold with pretty leaves maybe snow yeah i'm sitting a, i have like this vision of me sitting like i don't even drink from a mug because i don't drink hot coffee but me sitting in like a cozy chair with a mug and like in a corner with a fire going looking out the window. Yeah. You can <laughs> easily do that here yeah. in Los Angeles. No, 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 no. It's I, I need the scenery. But the AC real low. No, I need the I need the outdoor scenery. Close all the blinds, make it dark. No palm trees allowed. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They know the feeling, and their authenticity experts live for it. When that sneaker sole hits the court and hits you right in your soul. When catching a streetwear drop means everyone else is catching envy. When that watch seems to stop time, that handbag drops someone's jaw faster than they can say, I want one. And that shiny piece of jewelry puts you right in the spotlight. If that's the feeling you're after, satisfy that craving at eBay. That's where the thrill of the find meets that feeling of real. Go ahead. Type it in. Anything. Hit search and boom, you'll know when you find it. Let's call it a real scroll stopper. 
Right next to it, you'll see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee. That's how you know it's the real deal. And that's also how you know that eBay's got your back. They're making sure that authenticity is always in reach with real experts checking the things you love. Shop with confidence knowing that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is authentic through a hands-on, detailed inspection by real people who are real experts and love this stuff just as much as you do. Sneaker authenticators who make sure each pair is as authentic as it is fresh. Streetwear experts who know real head-to-toe. Handbag authenticators who've had a handle on all the details. Watch experts who know all of the watchouts and jewelry experts making sure that jaw-dropping piece is jaw-droppingly real. eBay's authenticity experts are on a mission to make sure when the thing you love arrives, it's as authentic as your style. All this to say, when you find it on eBay, you found it for real. So hit that buy it now button with confidence. And when it finally hits your doorstep, know that the only thing unreal is the moment you unbox it. Knowing it's authentic without a doubt, that's something you have to experience for yourself. At eBay, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I forgot this story while I was in Hawaii. So we go to this beach. It was really hard to get to because the parking was limited. And we had to walk kind of far, but we went to, it's called Tunnels Beach. It's like famous. It's actually, you know, the fame, the surfer, uh, Bethany Hamilton, she got her arm bit off by a shark at Tunnels Beach. It's beautiful. So we went and we're like swimming in the water and 
this couple, this like older couple is swimming next to me. And I got like a, you know, when you're in the ocean or like outside and someone like walks by or goes by you and you like smell their perfume and it's like strong. Yes. The man in my building. Oh, I like it when it's good. Uh, when it's good. <laughs> so I said to them, well, I was like, oh my God, your perfume smells so nice. Like, what is that? And she goes, oh, I don't have any perfume on. And I was like, is it your shampoo? What is that? And then she points to her husband. She's like, it might be him. He always smells good. And I was like, we have a very beautiful fragrance. And he said something he had like a British accent and kind of laughed. And so we, she complimented my hat. We chit-chatted for a little bit and then they swam off. And so um, I go, I see him standing. We're about to leave. And we had walked really far on the beach. But part of the beach that we had walked on, like the tide had gone up. So I went to ask him if there was a street walking area and um like on the like that we could cut through to walk on the street and he goes he's like yeah talking to me and I realize it's Pierce Brosnan and I'm like I'm like oh it like clicks I'm like I just I just realized who you are and I'm a big fan of your work I was like nice to meet you and he was like oh my he was so nice he was like oh my gosh that's so awesome and he like gave me knuckles and he's like what's your name and we like chit-chatted for a minute wow. it was so crazy How I was did you like not recognize him in the water he had like a mustache he and what I'm, he had I'm, a hat on and a mustache so I just like you know I was like in Kauai I was like the last person I was expecting to see <laughs> um but they were so nice hold on is him and his wife yeah yeah, she was the one who, or someone smelled really great. Yeah, how do you not recognize that guy? No, I promise he has like a beard and he does not look like that. Oh. And he's still so handsome. Like, and then with his accent, I was like, wow, this is a charming man. But yeah, it was. Cool. I bet that's fun for them when somebody just strikes up a conversation with them, not knowing who they are, and it's clear to them that they have no idea who they are. She just. <laughs> yeah just chit-chatting and wants to get to the street and likes how we smell and has no idea that I'm James Bond. Yeah, I was like talking to James Bond. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I was, I was talking like, to James Why Bond. couldn't I be that chill with Jennifer Aniston when I stalked her that night, you know? Like, why wasn't I just like, oh, I barely, I just recognize right, who you are. that's the key. That's the key. You just go in with something rogue and random. Like, I, I just love your can't. top. Right. Oh, you look like that actress from uh, No, nice hair color. What is that? I want to tell my <laughs> Oh yeah, like that. she's never heard that one before. Whatever it is. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Cute cool. shoes. Where'd you get them? Okay, so Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Mm. Addison's back. Does it feel just like we're returning back to home or something? I do Addison have to there? say the Addison storyline made me tear up. I got really emotional when she met the kids. I know. I could barely handle that scene. And I also love that Grace is incorporating kind of like these TikTok challenges that are, you know, make people go viral and end up in the hospital. Like, I kind of like that they're kind of touching mm -hmm, on that mm -hmm, stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Grey's Anatomy has always been pretty good at like whatever is happening in real life. They incorporate into the show. Yeah. They do a really good job with that. But um, it kind of was jarring realizing it's been six years since Derek died. Yeah, it doesn't feel that way because he came back last season, you know, a little bit. But and the thought of like her, I don't know. I guess I never thought about Addison and all that because I was focused on Mare, you know, and everyone in the in the hospital. Yeah. 
But do we, so do we think Scott Speedman is going, like, what's going to happen with that relationship? She's just going to be going back and forth and that's when she'll see him? Uh, TBD. But I will say, I thought that was a very strong episode. Yeah. It was very good. It was great to see Addison again. And I loved just so much of it. There was so much good stuff there. I liked the kidney stuff. And I liked getting to know Ndugu as not just Maggie's husband, but his own character now. And I thought it was really strong all the way through. I really enjoyed that he, because it has been very much, he's Maggie's husband. There hasn't yes. been a lot for him outside of his relationship with Maggie. So I quite enjoyed him being a doctor by himself. He's so cute. He's so cute. Yeah, I it was a strong that. episode. I enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to more. But actually, have you, are you a fan of the show You? It's scary to me. So you're not a fan. I watched because the first season. Me too. Mm-hmm. Apparently Scott Speedman is in season three of You. And I'm like, you know, pick a lane, dude. <laughs> He's you, an actor. You? Are you You Man? Or are you going to be Meredith's, lo- Meredith's love interest? I will interest? never complain about too much Scott Speedman on my television set. That's really your stroke for you folk. No, I think, <laughs> you know, it just speaks to who he is as an actor that he can yes. shift. I don't know. I just feel like it's going to, I am i don't know. I feel like, I don't know that he's worked a great deal in the past 10 years. I'm thrilled to see yeah, him. Right, right, right. He's having, I mean, a, big, he's having a big, he's having a big piece work. Yeah. I just, there's, there's something about him that, like I, I, I've already said it, but there is just something about him and Meredith. There's a dynamic between them that makes so much more sense than anyone else that they've tried to put her with. Like if he's yes. going to be Meredith's new love, the love of her life, let's say, I just want him to really be that. But what happened? What was his injury when he came in? Remember? She when did surgery. Originally? Yeah. Uh, let me find out. Like, was he sick? Like, did he have some like genetic things? Because now, yeah, because he's a miracle. Remember, they talked about how they're both miracles. Like, their lives—the fact that they're still alive—is a oh, miracle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what do you do? It's a lot of pressure being a miracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got a kidney transplant five weeks after having a kidney transplant. Nick came to Grace Sloan to retrieve a liver for a longtime patient of his. After the surgery, he collapsed in a hallway. Meredith did an exam and ran some labs and chatted with Nick while they waited for the results to come back. The labs were inconclusive, so Meredith did another ultrasound, which showed a clot in his renal vein cutting off blood flow to his new kidney. She rushed him into surgery, where she removed the clot and saved his kidney. Here's my my issue. I'm already having some fears that what a great, easy way for them to incorporate tragedy once we get attached to this man, oh, like this how relationship. they did with Teddy and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. what's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kidney problems come back and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bye, bye, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> that was a Henry's death was a real worse than Denny's. Uh, <laughs> come on now. No, it was because of Christina. That whole dynamic of Christina doing the surgery, not oh, knowing it was oh him, and then them gosh. removing that was so. I have chills. I, I know chills all over my body. We have to move on. Okay, you have not moved on from Denny, and so no, I don't mean I don't mean move on from that. I just mean move on in the podcast. Oh, oh, yeah. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You'll know real when you get it. 
It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They know the feeling, and their authenticity experts live for it. When that sneaker sole hits the court and hits you right in your soul. When catching a streetwear drop means everyone else is catching envy. When that watch seems to stop time, that handbag drops someone's jaw faster than they can say, I want one. And that shiny piece of jewelry puts you right in the spotlight. If that's the feeling you're after, satisfy that craving at eBay. That's where the thrill of the find meets that feeling of real. Go ahead, type it in, anything. Hit search and boom, you'll know when you find it. Let's call it a real scroll stopper. Right next to it, you'll see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee. That's how you know it's the real deal. And that's also how you know that eBay's got your back. They're making sure that authenticity is always in reach with real experts checking the things you love. Shop with confidence knowing that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is authentic through a hands-on, detailed inspection by real people who are real experts and love this stuff just as much as you do. Sneaker authenticators who make sure each pair is as authentic as it is fresh. Streetwear experts who know real head-to-toe. Handbag authenticators who've had a handle on all the details. Watch experts who know all of the watchouts and jewelry experts making sure that jaw-dropping piece is jaw-droppingly real. eBay's authenticity experts are on a mission to make sure when the thing you love arrives, it's as authentic as your style. All this to say, when you find it on eBay, you found it for real. So hit that buy it now button with confidence. And when it finally hits your doorstep, know that the only thing unreal is the moment you unbox it. Knowing it's authentic without a doubt, that's something you have to experience for yourself. At eBay, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What did you mo- want to move on to? Because we're basically coming to an end. Oh, yeah. I was going to say emails, but maybe we just oh, wrap we'll it up. Let's do one email. Here we go. You, uh, you know what? Have you looked at them? No. Let's do it as Tanya and Robbie at the restaurant. Would you like Ashley or Caitlin? Oh. Without knowing them, without looking at them. I'm going Caitlin. Ashley. Oh. <laughs> Mark, you choose. Rock, paper, scissors. You're the waiter. Okay, okay, rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> rock, paper, one, scissors, two, shoot. Three. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah! Rock smashes scissors. Becca's choice. And what was it, Becca? Caitlin. My husband and I just moved into my new brother-in-law's back house, which my husband, who is a general contractor, did all the construction and remodeling on the place. We're living here for a few months while we house hunt, which is luck, Becca. The four weeks we've been there, I can count on two hands the nights we haven't had any visitors, mainly his brother-in-law or his parents. I've said to my husband... It's beginning to become an issue because I can't ever feel comfortable in my own home. Can't a girl sit on a couch with no makeup and no bra on without having to worry about someone just stopping by? The problem is his brother has a key to our place because he owns it. But I came home the other day and there was like mail from his parents' house on our coffee table because the brother let himself in and put it inside. I feel like this is an invasion of my space. Is it justified that I think it's weird that he just stops by even when we're not there? Also, do we have the right to tell my brother-in-law and my in-laws to lessen the visits? <laughs> I would lose my mind in this situation. <laughs> my worst nightmare is not feeling comfortable just sitting on, like, doing nothing in my home without someone invading my space. Yes, but I have a, might have a different opinion because I feel like this is not their space. They're living in their brother-in-law's home essentially they're his back house yeah but if it's a married couple and you're saying hey you can stay here while you house hunt that doesn't mean like hey i get to come in anytime i want there has to be boundaries i mean yeah i get that but i I don't find it weird that they let themselves in to put mail on the table but what else is he doing when he's in there you don't know what he's doing he could be going through your drawers he could be setting up cameras you have no idea what he's doing i would if i were her i would put a camera i would get a camera and just like make sure that all he does is put the mail on the table and isn't like snooping around in your underwear drawer. Yeah, but if it's your, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm i going to just say that. If if you are thinking that your brother-in-law is snooping through your drawers and going through your stuff, then there's bigger problems. No, Tanya, no, it's not. No, you're wrong on this. This is Becca's right on this. It's an invasion so. of privacy. It's so. a lack of respect. It's disrespectful it's, what they're that doing. That would be like if, if you were like, hey, I really need a place to stay. Like, can I use, can I stay in your guest room? And I would just like barge in without... Without you knowing and like, you don't know what I'm doing in there. I would respect your space. I would be like, hey, it's your room while you're staying here. Treat it like your room. I won't invade it unless, you know, you give me permission to do so. I don't know if I didn't like the way that I was. If I didn't like it, I would just make it. I would just move somewhere else. Well, they might not have the ability. I mean, not everyone can just like go and move somewhere else. It, It sounds like they're staying there so that they can financially save and then eventually buy a house. 
Well, nonetheless, Caitlin's feelings are valid. So what can yes. she do about this? How does she address this with the brother-in-law and or the parents? I w- well, first of all, I, I would have a conversation with your husband and say, hey, I, I love your family and I'm totally fine with them visiting, but I do want to feel like this is a safe space and like my a home while we're living here. So if you could just have a conversation and, you know, set some boundaries with them because it's, it's your brother. I mean, if, if it was my sister doing this, I think I'd easily be able to be like, Hey, like I get it, it's your house, but, um, while we're living here, could we, you know, can we treat it like this is our space and just be respectful of that? I think it's a conversation that he should have. With both the parents. Definitely and- needs to be him. Mm-hmm. I agree. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say if I wouldn't like set those boundaries with in-laws because that's I feel like that's his place and it's his brother's home that they're crashing in right now. And the parents visiting, I would just be like, hey, <laughs> maybe you can suggest like we can go over to their house once a week and they can come over here once a week and just, you know, it sounds like they're um, like to be very involved in their life. We have different va- like opinions on boundaries, though, in space. Yeah. Tanya and I do <laughs> like Tanya. If I if she was like, yeah, you can stay with me. I'd be like 6 a.m. Knock, knock, knock. I made you. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yep. I'd be like, hey. you're under my roof. You're under my rules. Well, I know where I won't be going if I ever need a space. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it. <laughs> I do. I do think it's like, yeah, of course, they're helping you out. But you have every right to feel like if this is your current situation, that you want it to feel like safe and like home. Uh, Yeah, I get that. But I'm just saying also, too, I think that maybe the brother-in-law thinks he's being helpful by like putting your mail in your house instead of leaving it on your front door. Do you know what I mean? And I think that if you do think that somebody's coming in snooping, that's a bigger issue. I would just say, hey, would you mind texting us if you're going to if you're going to go into the house and just say even if it's like leaving mail like, hey, um, if you're going to use your key, which. In my mind, if someone else is living there, it's like, why does he need the key? Yes, but uh, it's his place or whatever. But why not just leave the mail in the mailbox or just leave it on the front step? But that's what I'm saying. I think he probably thinks he is doing them a favor by putting How? it in. You have to walk I, by you know, it anyway. They have a dog. They might have coyotes that can eat the coyotes mail. don't eat mail. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you never know. I'd be. This is when you know you're in the wrong is when you Yeah, she coyotes. starts trying to say coyotes are eating the mail. That's when you know she's spiraling. <laughs> no, I'm not, not spiraling. <laughs> I'm just saying the brother-in-law probably thinks he doesn't, he probably doesn't think anything of it. Do you know what I mean? I think it's probably a, he thinks it's something nice that he's doing. There's an angle to use that the, your husband can use that's something along the lines of, um, can you let us know before you come in the house? Because my wife gets paranoid because sometimes, you know, she's just getting out of the shower and she doesn't know if there's anybody in the house. Like, I think there's a way to kind of say, uh, just do it from a safety perspective. You know, that right. sort of thing. Or you can make them uncomfortable and be like, we're starting to become nudists and we're <laughs> from the hours of. 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. We are without clothing. So please knock or let us know if you're going to use the key. Thank you so much. I think much. Mark's approach is very reasonable. More mature. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, you it's just don't like, say. It's like, hey, I mean, if your brother-in-law respects you, then he's going to be like, oh, I I, to- I never even thought of it like that. I'm so sorry. Of course, I'll, you know, let you know if, if there's just any takes, reason I need it to It just in. takes one time the brother-in-law opening that door and seeing the nudists for him not to come open it again. 
or or yeah, not or be very or, excited to yeah. open that door as much as he possibly can. Yeah. Ew, sickos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's unfortunate. I would hate that. Honestly, I would have a I very also hard would time. So, Caitlin, I empathize with you, and I would definitely ask your husband to have a conversation with his family members. And good luck on the house hunt. Hope you find something way sooner than later. Yeah, the house yeah. hunting sounds rough. Um, try the nudist thing though; might be fun. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, I always sometimes I will like walk or drive by Tanya's apartment complex, and I'm always like. Please don't let me see Tanya roaming around nude in her window. <laughs> I haven't been nude in a while because it's been chilly. Yeah, too cold. Too cold. Um, okay, well, that's the end of the podcast. All right. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Oh, you have you had that one stored up, ready to go? It's always ready to go. Um, hope you all have a great week and we'll see you next Monday. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york want to know where all the spring savings are this year ross you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends yes at ross you'll find brand names for 20 to 60 percent off department store prices you're definitely finding your next favorite outfit we're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.